This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's talk third downs, because what are they doing on third down? What are they leaning all the way into? They're a cover one team on third down right now. Mm. So, uh, which is pretty cool. And they're they're a cover one team with their fifth round rookie playing corner, Michael Jackson playing left corner, and Kobe Bryant playing nickel when you don't have Coleman on the bench who's even able to get snaps at the moment. Because of because of an injury, and Josh Jones, yeah, which is cool because they have they have like actual coverage faith and coverage talent, and I feel like they're mixing it up enough, like coverage wise, that the one on ones not like obviously there, so teams haven't yet figured out how to pick on them in that sense. Right uh, now, I think Tariq Woolen would actually survive in 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 those kind of pick on situations. He'd definitely hold his own. Jackson, I don't know. I, I'm surprised that you... I, I didn't see as much cover one. I thought it was all like cover three. Like It might have been some matching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of it was Ripley's. Um Single high, though, and they're playing tight coverage. Um, they don't feel like they have to blitz a whole lot or pressure or like green dog or red or, you know, blitz man blitz, man pressure a whole lot. Um, they're just essentially trusting their talent. And on tape, they're holding up pretty well. San Francisco's numbers, they were, what, 45% whatever, what, on third downs? But then that's including penalties, right? Right. So you take out those penalties. I mean, they look really good on third down. And I think that demonstrates the overall health of the team or the, the overall like ability of, of their secondary to actually cover guys. Um, where where they got their yards, San Francisco, where they got their yards in the passing game otherwise was like communicate was like communication stuff, right? Um yeah, that, I, that I can draw up that coverage issue. bust. Yeah, go for it. It was the the fire zone, right? With Brooks and Barton. Yeah. Okay. Which I mean, like how is how the way to view it is Brooks should have known that he, you know, his responsibility had changed. Like uh, when it's loud in Seattle stadium, Barton won't be able to communicate with that with him at the same time. Would it have helped for Barton to say, Hey, we're, we're, we're going to have to change how we're playing our fire zone here. Or like, you know, you're be aware that I'm pushing with this. So, you need to cover this. Yeah, 100%. And I don't think he did. Also, it's a hard assignment for Brooks, you know, Griff, in, in that he has an A-gap, but also a tight end corner route. Right. And I think that's just a bad call to be in for that concept, um, even if he was aware of it and alert to it. I don't, I don't. And then you also had play action, right? You had, you had 
backfield mesh between the quarterback and the running back along with that a gap it's just not ideal spacing like even when bobby wagner pushes on I mean, he has a highlight reel of pushing on out routes when he's when he's a linebacker and as the near hook defender it's like yeah he's usually in a b gap or a c gap and you know he's barely he's barely making it out there right on a lot of those so brooks is not only in an a gap he has his play action and then also he doesn't have an additional defender to leverage to because it's a fire zone you have three underneath defenders instead of four um that's just a bad call to be in and it's kind of it's kind of uh you know wrong place wrong time i think for for um clint hurt to call that but yeah so this is this is what plays out you can see we have a cornerback out here who i haven't drawn Tariq woolen He's the way they play it, tight third. You you might hear it called, but he gets run off by the the post. Um, Cody Barton is the seam curl flat player, which they call it in this new defense. So he's tasked with holding off the seam, so basically matching this guy deep, um, and then playing to the curl and then to the flat. How that also you might hear called a hot to two player. We number receivers one two right. And he so he's playing hot to two, basically matching this two guy um, out and deep. However, because of this motion of Debo Samuel, um, it's like what we'd call a fast three. So one, two, three, right? And so Cody's like, I'm going to push with this, which is correct because it's a beater, right? So he pushes with this. So he leaves this two guy. So Jordan Brooks, who's the hot to three player, which is this guy's the three, right? He's the third receiver coming across. He now has a new number three because Cody has taken the new number two, okay? So then Brooks pushes over, except he didn't. He just dropped in the middle hook because, as my light dies again, there's a there's an A-gap run fit up in here. He gets play action, which, you know, he doesn't bite on it, but he's his eyes are there. And then by this point, this tight end, which he's seen kind of bending up here, he runs like a sail route out and there's no one there for it, which sucks. <laughs> So the now Seattle didn't do it this way, but the other way to defend this, and Seattle has did this last year sometimes, yeah, is where you have Cody sail underneath that too, or maybe even match it. But I think kind of sail and play top down, and then Brooks would take the jet through to the flat. But that is still tough on him because he's also got the the backfield action right. So even if He's holding for that his run run fit responsibility. He's still probably at leverage to the flat. Um, and there's no guarantee that Cody would have effectively gotten under that corner out route either. So, but but in, th in this case, like you said, it was Brooks not being cognizant of exactly what he needed to do. Um, would have at least given him a chance. Um, yeah, so. it, it sucks. Th these things kind of happen, I guess. But um and then the the other big play is the Debo Samuel jet sweep where well not jet sweep sorry um the Debo Samuel uh sweep <laughs> off like bash or counter bash rather than what we call that uh where Daryl Taylor he has a tackle for loss he just misses his tackle so what we're talking about there is you know and Debo is special right what we're talking about there is two plays for eighty nine yards and a touchdown plus you know Debo got them down into the red zone I think they got a stop on that drive. I think that was the the series that um, Trey Lance got hurt, but that that matters, right? Like that really, really matters. Yeah. Now, before we get we before we 
descend too deep into the, well, no, we're not being negative here, but some guys had good games this game. Uchenna and Wosu, I mean, that, what what a free agent signing. I mean, he's just, he's a ball player. He makes plays in the run. He, he makes plays against the pass as a pass rusher. He had some really good, just pure rushes. He makes plays like on the boot contain, uh, front side and back side. It's like in the run game. I mean, he's just doing all sorts of things. Um, they ended up putting him to the field because they wanted him playing the boot over Taylor because they probably trusted his tackling. Like in the second half, that was a little adjustment they made. I think they were more going left, right, and mm-hmm. not necessarily aligning him to the field, but because quarterbacks boot to their to their right so they can throw easier more often, right? So they were just making sure Wosu was on the left a little bit. Um, so they also uh, dropped him a bit more in coverage, like occasionally, which part of that is wanting Taylor to be the rusher, but also Nwosu is like really reliable in that kind of area. Right. Uh, the, the other side of it is in the, especially in the f- fourth quarter, I believe. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, when I talked about continuity, like between nickel and, and um, like nickel in the corners and like zone responsibilities, that got better too um, in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, that's just, they're going to have to take their lumps with that because you just, you need the reps and this kind of, it's, I mean, I don't think they, they fully anticipated Sidney Jones getting hurt already, already burns, you know, pulling his groin, you know, like in August. Um, but so like Kobe Bryant, when, when they decided to move on from Ugo Amadi, and I don't know exactly how that went down, but he probably wasn't getting the reps. And that's because they're playing so much Ripley's that they're playing more cover one. Uh, he can't hold up in that, but he was a terrific, you know, nickel zone defender in, in their two, especially their two high stuff. And they're giving up completions that they simply didn't give up uh, last year in that stuff. So, but Kobe Bryant had a couple of good reps in the fourth quarter, um, especially with Tariq Woolen, especially with a guy that has no continuity, um, whereas Mike Jack has a little bit, right? So uh, it's just, that's part of why they only gave up seven points in the second half. So it's uh, it was just kind of a story of them getting their their stuff together. Um, and then I thought, I thought the I, I thought Cody Bryant played really well in the first half, and then even better in the second half. Um, Cody Barton, sorry. Um, for for all the all the stuff that Shanahan was throwing at at guys with like the uh, different keys and stuff. You know, you, you've got pullers going front side, a, a, a jet going backside, then you've got the read element with, especially with, um, with Trey to start. I mean, Cody just con- consistently found himself in the right place um, and like fitting his gap. And even if he wasn't making the play, him fitting his gap affects the running back read, which allows someone yeah. else to make the play. Right. He so, I mean, he's really just aggressive downhill, like in a good sense. And he was like running over offensive linemen to get to the ball. Very violent, really good yeah. display. And on, and there is a, I think in the third quarter, there was a bubble run 
where he knew that it was going to be another potential free release and behind an even front, I think it was the, to either a B gap bubble or a C gap bubble. I don't remember, but he just knew it was going to be a 320 pounder with the free release right on him. And he's already out leveraged pre-snap, like his alignment out leverages him. And he ends up beating the blocker to the punch. It's like him adapting. He's like, okay, I need to be the one to make the difference here. And he's, he's, that's Cody Barton being able to overcome a deficiency in front of him. So it's just, it's good to have that at the second level. And Brooks cleaned up his play against the run of the second half. He, he realized he had to backdoor some stuff. If he was going to do anything, there was one play where he made like a tackle at the line of scrimmage. That was really nasty. Um, and he backdoored the block, but he still, he did it like, like in a safe way. If, you, if that makes sense, you know, like kind of making a judgment call because they don't want you backdooring. That's the other issue is it looks like linebackers are getting blocked all over the place on broadcast sometimes, but the only alternative is to go underneath the block. And yeah. the way the angles are, it's like you'll get chewed out in the film room if you do that too often. So sometimes you kind of have to get yourself blocked just so that your alignment is in the right spot so that the other defenders don't get misaligned trying to correct you being in the wrong spot. So, and it, again, it comes back to the defensive alignment having to replace like what that's a football term where like you're replacing the, the guard or the tackler, or the center that leaves you so that you would then have to make the play anyway. Um, yeah. So but, overall, again, like it was a, a fairly simple kind of game plan. Like they didn't have that much that they did. Um, but then, you know, it would have worked, but the execution in the first half was poor. Uh, the cornerback group, you mentioned about uh, linebackers. The cornerback group is was pretty solid, you know, as evidenced as, you know, we talked about how they were running some cover one stuff, but, or at least leaving them on islands a lot, mainly, I think, for run fitting purposes, but also in passing down situations. Like, how, how did you evaluate the cornerback group? Um, I think Tariq Woolen can cover really well. I was a little disappointed he didn't he didn't contest that that drift route um, mm. off play action better. I, I really wanted to sh- see if he could he could play that one. Um, and then there was that other one where on that one third down, one of the third downs they did give up without a penalty um, on that outbreaker from a reduced split. And I think he just didn't read the break right because of the way that it. The, the the they were in a stack and everything and he was just kind of playing it safe but then he almost recovered um, on that you know yeah he did but like some of the deeper stuff i thought he was playing it really well um he, he's kind of he's providing what the scheme asks of the corner the perimeter corner so like like he's, he's not giving up the deep ball and he he is really um competitive on on breaking stuff so that's a good sign. I thought Michael Jackson played really well on those underthrown fade balls. Like they weren't open, but he was still getting flagged for it. That's really frustrating that they're rewarding just straight up bad quarterback play. Um, but uh, what are, what are, what are you seeing though? Yeah, Kobe. Same same stuff. Um, Kobe is just like he's roaring that he he doesn't he's adapting. I think to the NFL speed and like how fast NFL guys are compared. Like, and he was covering like Alabama's fastest dude. So it's not like he's not used to it, but the NFL way of attacking um, guys um, playing in the slot where there's a two way go uh, more often than he did in college. You know, it's all just tough. There's a lot going on for him. I think it will just slow down eventually. Well, that's the hope, right? This is all good learning moments for him. 
Uh, and then, yeah, Tariq Woolen's special. Like, he's very up and down in the there's patchy moments too uh, from, again, his lack of exposure and experience. But his recovery athleticism, is it, it gives him such a high ceiling. But also, he is like adapting to things like he's crack replacing on tight wheel six when they, they run str- to the strong side. So he's in a quarter. Um, yeah. So he's thinking coverage first, but then he sees Nwosu get crackbacked and then he fits in. Uh, he's he's like on a nub formation. He's fitting inside the B-gap bubble and turning back a pulling guy on like a wind back toss. Like he's like doing stuff against the run, which we didn't really get to see him show in college too often. Uh, so I, you know, he, he doesn't know what he doesn't know, but in a way that's right. kind of a good thing. Cause he's just going out there and he's making plays. He's playing Jackson. I think uh, I'm undecided on like, there are a few throws where it didn't get thrown at him, but he's like straight up, like underneath so just... he's given up a lot. Um, yeah, right. But he, he's, I, I all right. like, he's all yeah. right. Like he's yeah. all right. Yeah, he he's kind of he's fine, right? It, and, it's a big few weeks for him, really. And I think they want, I think they want Sydney back out there left corner. But Pete said he's the third guy at the moment. You you say that, but then yeah, he's the clear third guy according to Pete. Yeah, um, and who knows? Maybe Sydney doesn't. Maybe not in you know the time between the last time he played meaningfully 